Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And on today's Going In Raw News Brief, Shayna Baszler talks adjusting to the main roster. We recap the latest AEW Women's Tournament matches and preview tonight's impact. But first, will we ever see Samoa Joe wrestle again? Larson, what's in the news? What's in the news? Samoa Joe, when is he coming back to the wrestling ring? Is he coming back to the wrestling ring? We don't know. We haven't known. But thankfully, he spoke to Sports Kita recently and gave an update uh, as to when... Maybe we could see him return the ring as we had to say, quote, as far as the timetable, no. I just want to reassure people that, you know, at this point, WB Medical is doing the best for my health and my well-being, and I'm appreciative of it. So we're taking our time. We're making sure that I'm as healthy as I can be, and we are. Yeah, I think that's essentially it. You know, I'm not putting a timetable on it because the type of injury is not something that I want to rush, obviously, for obvious reasons. So, yeah, I mean, that's essentially the update. I mean, and obviously, too, there's been some holdups from a technical standpoint with the pandemic going on and availability of medical personnel. Personnel, But for the most part, we're taking a careful, measured approach. And though I don't think my in-ring career is over by a long shot, I'm appreciative of the recovery time and that my health is being respected at a premium. Uh, yeah, you don't want to mess with the brain. If you got brain injury, you take your time. You wait till uh, you're as healthy as you possibly can be. And then, uh, yeah, you approach things uh, from there. Um, uh, you know, I think we'd all love to see Samoa Joe back in the wrestling ring because he's great. He's also really, really damn good at commentary. He's great at commentary. We're still getting our Samoa Joe fix each and every week. Um, and, uh, you know, if there's any question about him stepping into the ring anytime soon would jeopardize his health, uh, then we want a healthy Joe, you know? Yeah, I'm still uh, irritated that they had that really crappy USA uh, Network commercial, and apparently that's where he suffered uh, his concussion. concussion Apparently there were like two concussions in a a short span of time. Yeah, he he had one during that. There was that match where he was in, did the the suicide dive out of the ring, and apparently uh, Mm -hmm. he had one then. And that was, yeah, just not too long before the, the USA commercial shoot. Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you said. He's terrific, uh, and it's I'm glad that they're you know really keeping a close eye on you know keeping his health uh, mm-hmm. paramount uh, mm-hmm. before getting back in. But you know we have plenty of Samoa Joe on commentary. Uh, I think that seeing him in the ring, assuming it uh, he's healthy enough to do it, I think I would love to see that as well. I I want it to be that spot where 
he leaves commentary to get involved in something, Larson. Takes the tie yeah, off, there rolls you go. up the sleeves, yeah. goes in there. It's got to be in front of fans because yeah. the building's going to go crazy to see Joe oh, yeah. get up off commentary. Yeah, they uh, love to see step that. up to somebody bullying somebody else. Man, man, love to man. see it. Uh, you know what else I love to see? People talk about people talking about the inner workings of one Vince McMahon. I thought this was pretty interesting, man. So uh, Shayna Baszler was on Renee Paquette's Oral Sessions podcast, and she uh, sort of spilled the beans on her, on her interactions with Vince McMahon upon her arrival to the main roster. And I thought there was just a little bit of interesting insight into the thinking of one Vince McMahon. Uh, she said this, when I started wrestling on Raw, he gave me a talk that was like, look, you have something different to offer. You have a unique look. The thing you have to start learning now that you're on Raw is that your work rate is shown on pay-per-view and at NXT, so don't get hell-bent on weekly Raw TV because that's where we build the story for the work rate that you can do on a pay-per-view. So he's like, you have this thing. I don't want you to do any pro wrestling. Got it? And that's actually part of the quote here. She says, he yeah. said, got it? Uh, yeah. Which I think is is pretty interesting stuff. It when is. You... I, I, I mean, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you go ahead, please. I was, uh, one, it's interesting, assuming that this is more or less, I'm assuming it's a paraphrase what Vince has to say, but if he's, if I, I it fascinates me to hear him use the phrase work rate mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's fascinating. And this, oh, like it, that philosophy where you kind of maybe simplify your matches on TV because mm-hmm. they're focusing more on story. And then you mm-hmm. have your really good matches on pay-per-view. I'd say there's not really good matches on Raw and SmackDown because there are sometimes. Um, but that the idea that on TV, maybe simplify thing, what you're doing in the ring for the service of the story being told, whether that's... Uh, uh, you know, just in terms of what happens in the match itself, focus more of your energies on selling the story, whether it be backstage segments, promos, interviews, etc., and and you know, getting what you need, absolutely need to get out of the match. Yeah, if you're 20 minute pay per view match, you can you know do everything you want to there. That's, uh, you know, that's I've, I've always kind of suspected that would be the case. Um, and hearing Vince talk about it like that seems to be. We had heard. I, I think I brought this up maybe once before. And I'm not going to name names, but there's a prominent WWE star who's been around for a while that uh, hung out with a friend of ours. And that friend of ours told us or mentioned that uh, this prominent WWE star had said uh, about a match they had coming up. We're not going to give them. It was some I'm paraphrasing something along the lines of we're not going to give them. We can't give them the full course every time. We have to dial it back so that when we give them the full course, it means more. And that's an interesting philosophy that, you know, I heard from, you know, in that situation, Baszler here. We've heard it in other places Not where. Nakamura mentioned it when he came up from NXT. He said, usually you just don't have the time to do everything you want to do. You have to hit the major story beats during the course of the match and all the little subtleties and details you might have included in a longer bout like an NXT or in New Japan. You can't do on TV because you have like a segment and a half to get your match in. It's an interesting different difference between that and AEW and even NXT. AEW, of course, they have their quarterly pay-per-views. Um, NXT has their basically quarterly takeovers. Um, I know they've added like one to the schedule, but uh, but you know they're fewer and far between, and so mm-hmm. you see them have like themed episodes. And on AEW, especially, you know, 
every match they seemingly try i mean with with some exceptions that are designed that matches that are designed specifically to hit a specific story beat uh but so many of their matches they really do try to give you the full course on mm-hmm. uh, because their pay-per-views are so spaced out mm-hmm. um it's just it's i don't think one is better than the other um i do appreciate on on a 3 hour raw if we're able to get a couple of the you know banger matches here and there um, you know, you have moments like when they, whenever they do gauntlet matches, or I know your yeah. favorite beat the clock challenges, love them, uh, love them to, to in to increase the drama. Um, so it's just a little bit of interesting philosophy on Vince's part. She uh, offered up a little bit more, and this is sort of from Fightful's paraphrasing of, of some of the conversation. I haven't actually listened to the podcast yet, uh, but I'm 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 anxious to. She says that she felt Vince is really nice, and he offered up genuine critiques of her work. She would say that by the time she started wrestling Sasha Banks and Bailey in the summer, she began to feel more comfortable with her style of wrestling and stopped trying to impress Vince. And that's when Vince finally told her she was getting it. <laughs> uh, to, to sort of piggyback on this conversation, um, I also noticed this the other day. Uh, Chris Hero has a, a podcast now that mm-hmm. I've been, I'm very much looking forward to checking out as well. And he was asked, and the, these transcripts come to you from wrestlingnews.co. Uh, and on his uh, podcast, Can Chris Hero Save Wrestling? Um, he was asked, Do you feel Vince McMahon is out of touch with today's wrestling scene? And he said, I don't know Vince personally. I've met him a couple times, but I'm speaking from my perception of what Vince is, so I don't have any inside knowledge. He says, I don't think Vince cares to be in touch with today's wrestling. I think he has his mindset on what type of product he wants to put out, and he's doing his best to continually put that product out. When certain numbers aren't met, he's like, well, we have to change something. What do we have to change? He has a couple people that have his ear. I'm sure he asks their opinion and their thoughts. I can't say he's out of touch because he's not trying to be in touch. He doesn't care what anybody else wants. He wants what he wants, sometimes at the behest of his performance and his producers, etc. But it's his game. It's his ball. You do it the way he wants you to do it, or you can find a job elsewhere. Um he continues on. Well, I mean, that's that's the meat of it. If you want to mm-hmm. check out the rest, mm-hmm. check out his podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just you know, there's so much discussion these days about his age. Is he in touch? And Chris Hero, the supposition there is maybe that's the wrong question to ask. It's yeah. does what Vince McMahon views as his product in line what you as a wrestling fan want to watch. Um, yeah. And I think I mean, there's a conversation behind it. It's, be had it's interesting. If you look at WWE's past, there's been periods where it seems like he has been trying to capture some semblance of the zeitgeist going on in popular culture. Um, you know, after the Hulkamania kind of ran its course, it was the new generation stuff, you know, and it was very, you look at the graphics for Raw, especially that it was very like peak early 90s in terms of the aesthetic of it. And they were pushing new young talent. Um, Attitude Eric, kind of the same thing. You know, he, he he saw what was working for him, what was capturing the imaginations of, of his viewers and ran with it, um, you know, and, and, and is his philosophy in terms of how he approaches his own product different now than it was then? I don't, you know, we don't know the man, don't mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, things are different. He's, he's running a publicly traded company now as opposed to back then, just a family-owned one. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know how a business, how he runs his business influences creative decisions. Just don't know. Don't yeah, know. That's I what mean, we need. Can... This. We did this Netflix documentary to get insight into the man's mind. 
10, 10 episodes. I want 10 episodes. Rather man. than just knowing that he likes snow cones a lot and doesn't like sneezing and think yeah. farts are funny, you know? I mean, it's funny because you look, you you can sort of track, he is an, a fascinating character because you can kind of track the, you know, the various stages of WWE product <clears throat> and, and, and sort of see how it reflects. Like you just mentioned, the business aspect of things. You know, when he went with uh, the the Attitude Era, it was out of desperation. When you're desperate, you do, you know, you do, I'm not going to say desperate things, but there you is. take chances is, you might not have taken before. You take chances. There's a hunger. There's a hunger in an what urgency. we saw. Urgency. An urgency. with the Exactly. Thank you. With the Attitude Era, you know, now, you know, fast forward and you have, I, I kind of feel like today's WWE is, is kind of a reflection of, all these big, it's it's a reflection of big money. It's a reflection of all these big conglomerate entertainment companies, sort of, you know, mergers, acquisitions, all these people sort of lining up to present a certain product in a very corporate way. Um, and I mean, that's, that, that's presentation. That's not necessarily what you see with the in-ring product, but I think that some of it rubs off maybe. So, well, I think um, it's presentation so yeah. and approach, you know, and, mm-hmm. and approach definitely rubs off on what we see on the Henry product. Um, yeah, yeah, you mean the 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 corporate approach to to WWE now is fairly evident, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and with middling ratings and 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 creative that is at best kind of hit or miss, especially on Raw of late, and yet they're they're you know making record profits. It's not a whole lot of motive motivation or urgency. For them to, if you know, uh, to use a uh, uh, parlance used earlier, get with the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I mean the you know the their balance sheet says we don't have to change anything. Yeah, so they probably won't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, wrestling companies doing stuff, uh, AEW uh, held their latest round of uh, women's tournament matches. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it yet, but Larson, I know you have. So yeah, why don't you? This Take us through some of this. Stuff. It was it was an enjoyable hour of wrestling uh, television, even though it was on YouTube. Um, the first match, Nyla Rose versus Ty Conti. I thought this was really good. I felt like this is be- the, the best Ty Conti match I've seen to date. She's getting uh, really good there in AEW. She's getting really man. good. The storytelling perspective, especially this, she was hitting on all cylinders here. Mm-hmm. So early on, Nyla Rose, uh, she was working over Ty Conti's leg, including hitting this great-looking dragon screw leg whip. Uh, Ty Conti counters a D-bar. Nyla kicks out of that. Uh, so uh, Nyla's going for a beast bomb. Ty counters that with a, a Rana, hits a spin kick, gets a two, goes on a bit of a run, hits a bunch of knees, hits a hammerlock DDT, and gets a two count there. But she thought hammerlock DDT, she spiked Nyla. She thought that was it. And commentary is really running with the idea that, uh, yes, Ty is, you know, she, she's really well trained in all sorts of, uh, of martial arts, uh, judo and, and, and whatnot. Um, but Nyla Rose has the experience as a pro wrestler. And you saw that play out where Ty hits this move, and she thought, okay, that's it, done. I got mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. And then Nyla kicks out, and, and, and the feeling of urgency, of confusion, of exasperation was all over Ty's face. From a toy, to storytelling perspective, I thought it was really well done. Um, eventually, though, uh, there's a bit where uh, Ty sinks into the dragon sleeper. Uh, Nyla stumbles over the turnbuckle to break the hold, and in the process of doing so, rips off the turnbuckle cover. Mm-hmm. And so she sets up Ty to try to lawn dart her into there, and Aubrey Edwards, who's the ref, is like, no, 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 you can't do that. She grabs the cover, puts it back on, and while that's happening, Ty rolls up Nyla, and mm-hmm. she's got an easy three or four count before Aubrey mm-hmm. even turns around and notices mm-hmm. it. She comes over to count. Nyla kicks out. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Nyla then backdrops Ty to the stage, follows with a, a Death Valley driver onto Eesh. the stage. Eesh. It was great. Uh, Nyla rolls her back in the ring, covers, Ty kicks out, uh, and then Nyla follows up with the Beast Bomb to get the W. All right, sounds really good. Really good match. I was actually, it, it was a really good match to kick things off. And like I said, I felt like it was Ty Conti's best match he's, she's had to date. It was really good. It was really, I really was good. happy to see the results of this next match you have here, Emi Sakura versus Yuka Sakazaki. Yeah. Uh, what was the story here in this match? Uh, Emi was more or less destroying Yuka's lower back the entire match. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Emi had the upper hand a vast majority of it. Uh, early on, uh, she uh, sends uh, Yuka out to the floor. Uh, May Saruga, and I didn't catch uh, the, the other uh, name, uh, came out with Emi dressed similarly with the jackets oh, cool. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so at one point, uh, Emmy sends Yuka out of the ring, May, and I, again, I, I didn't catch uh, uh, the other name. They start uh, uh, beating up on uh, Yuka ringside. Um, uh, and then uh, Emmy hits like a draping backbreaker off the apron. Uh, uh, Yuka barely beats the 10 count. And again, Emmy's just working over Yuka's lower back, um, hits a bunch of backbreakers, a storm breaker, um, eventually, though, Yuka escapes Angel's wings, hits a sliding clothesline that gets her two, and then she hits a, a crucifix pin mm. to get the win. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, Emmy uh, and her crew start uh, kicking Yuka. Sheeta runs down from commentary. To oh, make the oh, there you go. All right, a little storytelling there. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I was uh, uh, I was shocked at the uh, results of this uh, this next match here, man. These are this is one I was looking forward to the most. Definitely gonna check this out. Rio Mizunami versus Aja Kong. Yeah, this was good too. Uh, Rio, uh, the commentary said, had in four singles contests, had never beat uh, Aja Kong. Mm, interesting. Um, and so uh, Rio was uh, Rio was 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 trying to take Kong off her vertical base, working the legs. Um, uh, Kong would always find a way to kind of power back. Uh, eventually, uh, Kong hits her spitting back fist uh, late in the match. They both sell. Kong is slow to cover. She gets a two. After that, she tosses uh, Rio to the floor, and Kong follows, and she grabs her trash can, her little trash can she always brings to the ring. Earlier on, she she brought it to the ring, and ref Tommy is like, no, 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 you can't use that. That's a DQ. So she puts mm-hmm. it down. So this time, she takes the trash can. She grabs uh, Rio. They walk up to the top of the stage or the commentary where Sheeta's at. Kong mm-hmm. hands the trash can to Sheeta, then takes uh, 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 Mizunami, slams her head into it, oh, man. And, and walks back to the ring. Think an easy count out so at like mm-hmm. seven or something like that uh rio is like oh i gotta get in there sprints down the ring mm-hmm. gets on the second rope hits a leg drop right as kind of uh aja's head is uh, like a, hovering over the apron oh, and man. slams her head into the apron <laughs> oh that sounds cool man she gets back of the ring aja's counted out oh wow that sounds great i'll have to check it was, it out it was sure. really good it was really yeah. good and then the yeah. last bout uh, uh maddie renkowski replacing the injured anna jay versus mm-hmm. Britt baker uh, the story here was Maddie is one of Thunder Rosa's students. Mm-hmm. So Britt, for that reason, wanted to try to make an example mm-hmm. out of Maddie. She attacks her during her entrance, just beats the heck out of her all over the place. Uh, Maddie mounts a bit of a comeback, hits the next factor at one point, and then a corner splash, a face buster, goes for the cover. Britt grabs the bottom rope. Eventually, though, uh, Britt uh, hits an air raid crash, gets a two there, puts the glove on, kicks Maddie in the head, sinks in locked off for the yes. win after the bell. Curb stomps Maddie. Uh, mm. Rebel comes in and and draws Thunder Rosa's face paint. I on saw a little Maddie's clip of face. that. Yeah, yeah, rude. Yeah. So from a tori- <laughs> storytelling perspective, it was it was a fun match because Good stuff, it's, yeah. it's going to lead to to Brit and Thunder, if not meeting in the semis, 
uh, of the overall tourney semis, um, at least. Because next week is Brit and Nyla Rose, and then it's th- Riho and Thunder yeah. Rosa. Yeah, that's, two- you would think that's going to be the case. You would think that's. I mean, they could always, if they both lose, they could they could always pick it up. You know, you could always have a situation match. where one of yeah. them infer- one of them infers and the others match, and someone else wins. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, again, this for the second week in a row, just four really good matches. So we're looking at Rio versus is it Rio versus a Yuka Sakazaki? Is that the situation yes. on the one side? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's the the finals on the Japanese side of the bracket. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right on. Uh, we have Impact Wrestling tonight on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. It's always a fun time. You, me, the enforcer, hanging out, shooting the shit, yep. watching yep. some Impact Wrestling, and we have a preview of that. First up, we've got Diener versus jake something they really need to give him like a last name well what's wrong with something i like that it's not a it's not a name so it's just it's 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 as if they don't know what his last name is why doesn't he just say what his last name is this is jake something it's just jake something how would you like if you if somebody was like oh that's and something well, I mean, I, I'm assuming so Jake like, something no, probably name. named himself. See, maybe Jake something is named Jake something because he considers himself a bit lost now that he got turned, uh, he got uh, betrayed by what, his cousin. Is that who? Uh, yeah, because uh, he Dieter's? was cousin Jake, and I'm assuming that yeah. there was cousin too. So yeah. I feel, I feel like the something is 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 uh, emblematic of his own feelings about himself. He's a bit lost. We He's may really, he doesn't know who he is right now. Yeah. Look at it I'm, that way, and that's why I like it. Just look at your driver's license. Uh, Willie Mack and Trey Miguel and Josh Alexander taking on Chris Bay, Ace Austin, and Black Taurus. Uh, for oh, I wonder if that was at the match that. Uh, yeah, that was a match that was supposed to be uh, Sammy Guevara. Maybe, if rumors maybe. are to be believed, yeah. Uh, and then also Kimberly and Susan uh, teaming up to take on Jordan Grace and Jazz, and then on BTI being the Impact. No, I think <laughs> before the Impact, it's their pre-show. That's what. I got. Uh, so when I first saw it, I was like, being in the impact, really? <laughs> uh, Fala Ba taking on the swing man, Johnny Swinger. Hey, nickel and dimer there, Johnny Swinger. He's no nickel and dimer. He's no ham and egger. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. We're not going to watch BTI. We're not going to watch being the impact, but uh, we'll be in the impact zone for the actual show starting at 5 Pacific, 8 yep. Eastern. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully you'll join us there. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.